The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we are covering the best movies of 2012. <laughs> 2012. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best. Like, I know oh, everyone man, else how, does 2019, how, but we... How long was our break? <laughs> yeah, I guess we should address the fact that we hadn't had a podcast in three months. Yeah. Okay, we, had we hadn't had a podcast in like three months. Yeah, yeah, my bad, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're back and um, we're doing best movies of 2019. In case okay. anyone was confused, I have to completely redo my list now. <laughs> you're like, you're like not even checking to see if it was 2012. It's like, was the Dark Knight out in 2012? <laughs> So, when when was day after tomorrow? <laughs> that was pretty cool. Remember the blob <laughs> from the eighties? Was that twenty twelve? <laughs> uh, yeah. But before we get into any of that, what's new with you? Well, um, we we took a vacation. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't a vacation, but <laughs> no. um, I don't know. I moved. Yeah. Is that exciting? Yeah. Is it? No, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's it's exciting for you. Yeah, you got you got a nice little studio now. Yeah, a little studio office. Cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm looking Thanks. at your uh, your refrigerator and jealous. Oh yeah, um, you can see in the closet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need a little curtain. Yeah, to yeah, hide that refrigerator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So how you liking how can you liking the new place? I'm liking it a lot. Yeah. Would you say yeah. it on here if not? What? <laughs> I said would you say it on here if not? Oh probably not. Yeah. So the place that you're moving is an old or that you're at oh, now is Yeah, it is a uh hospital. Well, I mean not that I'm like <laughs> living in a hospital now. Yeah. It's like yes, I'm in hospice care. <laughs> um no, it it used to be a hospital. Um and it is apartments now, and so uh, I'm hoping it's haunted. <laughs> well, we found security footage, remember, from yes. when it was a hospital? <laughs> but, I mean, not just normal security footage, but a haunted security yeah. footage. But it was clearly a bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a what disappointing. I, did you see? Okay, so there is a video I sent to our group that I'm not positive that any particular person at all looked at. And like I, I would imagine that y'all didn't, but I mean, cause to be honest, I flood it with all sorts of shit. And, yeah. Uh, like, really do. <laughs> I mean, every, everyone's guilty of it, but I will save up like nine things at once and be like, here's nine links. Like <laughs> I, I get it. But there, there was a crazy haunted video that I sent, and nobody gave a shit. Right? But it was a guy reading, like this dude, 
<laughs> oh yeah, you sent it like yesterday. No, I sent it like Thursday. That uh, was yesterday. <laughs> but but enough. there was a guy reading the whole Spider-Man script. Yeah. <laughs> and and see, not all of us have time for that. No, Craig. I know, but there were timestamps <laughs> on when crazy shit happened. So like you're thinking, okay, why would this guy read that? Fair question. I don't know. He his his page is not it, full of like ghost stuff though. Like it's full was of it like all... the Sam Raimi Spider Man. Yeah, because there's a huge following for that. Well, I'm actually in a uh, I follow a Reddit subreddit that's nothing but Sam Raimi memes, and yeah. the majority of it is Spider Man. Occasionally, you'll see like an Evil Dead. Yeah, but very very rarely. It's mostly the Raimi Spider-Man memes. <laughs> Occasionally you'll see it flooded with a, the quick and the dead memes. <laughs> <laughs> I would love that so much. I think I'm going to make a couple yeah. just to put it in there. Um, But no, so like, uh, so he's reading this and like crazy shit starts happening. Like all of a sudden the lamp on his wall just flies off. Like, and he's like, what in the hell? But and all of his lights turn off and he's like, I'm, I'm about to fucking just move. He's like, he's like, this is not normal. He's like, I've lived here two years and nothing's ever happened. And and I would think that it would be like fake, you know, obviously, like it's pretty compelling ghost footage. So I would think that it would be faked. But like, uh, but no, like nothing else that he puts out. It's all like pretty much in the vein of <laughs> like. Turns out ghosts. <laughs> well, everything else that he puts out like is in the irreverent vein of like just like reading the Spider-Man script. Like it's not like this is his only video, and it's not like there's a bunch of like haunted videos. Like this one was just crazy, and he was on he was on Facebook or not Facebook. He was on Google Live because he's sitting there reading comments and stuff like when it was going on, and uh-huh. and then. Uh, but I guess he was able to, con- I don't know. I'm wondering how he was able to continue when his lights went out. Maybe his power stayed on, but his lights went out. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it could be like yeah. all the bulbs break. Oh, you know what? He definitely was doing it through his phone. Like, okay. Because he walks down the hall. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. But anyway, it seems to me like he's full of shit. And this was a very elaborate masterful hurt hoax. I don't know, you dude. Know. There's one point, though, that I was like, this has to be faked because he's like, oh, God, can you see that? Can you see that? And he's pointing up and you don't see anything. And he's like, he's like, there's something. He's like, I can barely see it moving. Like, it's just a dude in a sheet. <laughs> like old time. It's a dancing skeleton. <laughs> Spooky scare. Yeah. Anyway. But uh yeah, check that out if you can find it because it's not full we of should, a bunch we of hits. Put a link to it in the show notes. Well the weird thing is is it doesn't say anything in the description about like anything like that. The description's like so and so reads Spider Man. <laughs> it says nothing about that. I found it on Reddit. They were like, Holy shit, this thing's just littered with all sorts of random things. But um, anyway, so back to your place. Still, you hadn't seen any uh, any ghosts, huh? No ghosts yet. <laughs> um, so I'm a little disappointed, but we've only been in like a month. So maybe we got to let like the ghosts relax a little. Yeah. You know, get used to our presence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You broke up, but I got what you said. I'm sure the audience yeah. will as well. But yeah. yeah. Well, cool. It's not important. Yeah. 
You know, we have a, uh, we, we moved here in 2013, the very beginning of 2013, and we still have a few boxes that are, we just throw in the closet. Like, eh. like at some point, like, eh, if we didn't need it. Yeah. It's like if you didn't realize you hadn't unpacked it by now. Yeah. <laughs> well, every once in a while, I'll be like, I wonder if that's in that closet. And I'll find random things. But like, um, there's a few things that we lost in the move. Mostly Bill's copy of Psycho. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. I guess I still owe him that. <laughs> Wait, like the original or the Vince Vaughn one? Oh, the good one. The Vince Vaughn. <laughs> no, <laughs> the the original. Um, uh, But... There's something else that I had lost, uh, but I don't know. But for a move to only lose one Blu-ray, pretty good. Yeah. I still do need to repay him that Blu-ray, though. He'll never know. Bill, if you're listening, which I'm sure you're probably not, I owe you a psycho (laughs) Blu-ray. Compelling podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, Anything uh, not personal news. Like, news news. News, news. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Like, I haven't really track of a lot of things just because I've been so preoccupied with that and you know work and projects and things. Yeah. Uh, we got. Uh, what was it? Oh, did you see Knives Out? I did not. Man, I wanted to. I'm sure it probably would have made my list. Uh, see, that's the that's the thing is like. I realized over, you know, like compiling my list here is like I missed a lot of movies I wanted to see in 2019. I know I missed Knives Out, The Art Mm -hmm. of Self-Defense. I'm sure would have made my list because they say that it's like an extremely dark comedy, uh, like uh, not like very bad things or anything, but more like (laughs) that's what I was going to say. No, more like uh, observing a report, which I love, Okay, you know, that tone where it's just like a little too. Uh, Observe and report did not get the the respect it needed, like because it came out at the same time as Paul Blart, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and so people just lumped it in as like for some reason two mall cops on a Segway movies. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, it was completely different. Totally different. Um, I didn't see Doctor Sleep. I've heard nothing but fantastic yeah, things about the too. people that saw it. Didn't see Zombieland. Didn't see Jay and Silent Bob movie. I don't think as much as I love. I saw Zombieland. Oh, was it good? It was pretty good. Yeah, like um, I think it was a pretty solid sequel. Like uh, I don't think it lived up. Like it wasn't as good as the first one was. Mm-hmm. But there was some really funny parts in it, mm-hmm. and just overall, it was enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, Jojo Rabbit or Daniel isn't real also did not see. So keep that in mind when you hear my list because it yeah, may be like me too. It's like I missed a bunch of stuff I wanted to see. Like I missed Knives Out. I missed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, there's a bunch more, but it's just like I realized that I guess there was just a lot of stuff going on in 2019, especially towards the end, mm-hmm. where it's just I just didn't have a chance yeah me neither uh, so. well i guess uh do you so wanna... there's like one movie on my list <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like that we both basically use that as a segue to springboard over the fact that we're not talking news much this week yeah. <laughs> you, well, 
Wait, this is like a special edition show, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the way I honestly see these shows are shows that uh, people may want to check out more often than a normal show because it's like your year-end list, right? Like, I yeah, don't know. I guess. Eh, whatever. Whatever. You want to start? <laughs> uh, favorite films of 2019? Yeah, I guess. <clears throat> um, so I'm going to start with kind of a, a weird one like a sort of unusual pick, right? Okay, so the way we normally do it is like, I have a hard time actually ranking them. Mm -hmm. So I just end up usually picking like five movies I really liked, and then usually the top one is the one I actually think is the best movie. Uh huh. But sometimes I do genre stuff, sometimes not. Um, this one was a low-budget sci-fi movie. Um that was made for like five million dollars something like that which is still pretty low budget um it is directed by grant spatori i -hmm. guess uh i am mother from that's on a netflix movie i am mother yeah i've never heard of it it is a post-apocalyptic um movie where it's like this uh woman where this girl is raised by a robot um, mm-hmm. because there has been some cataclysm where the human race has been destroyed and this is a repopulation effort, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, she's raised by a robot and she's taught certain things about the world and, you know, philosophy and stuff like that because she's trying to raise her right. And then Hillary Swank shows up <laughs> and like, is like... Like she's wanting hey. to do in the, yeah, in the yeah. apocalypse. She, she, was, she wasn't even cast. She just showed up <laughs> on set. And like, <laughs> and she's like, hey, everything you've learned is wrong. You know, there's some ulterior motives going on. And so it ends up being sort of like a... There's some cat and mouse elements. There's some, you know, horror elements to it. There's some hard sci-fi. It's mainly a like bottle episode because it's so um you know low budget mm-hmm. but most of the effects were practical mm-hmm. like they built a robot suit and put a dude in the robot suit <laughs> and so it's like um there are some cg things you know but a lot of it is like practical effects you know it's kind of a slow burn movie but it's got a lot of tension uh, it's got really good acting Mm-hmm. Um, there's only like three people in the whole cast if you count the robot, uh, which I do. And wait, so it's Hillary Swank, one other person, and a robot? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, it's it's really good. It was really enjoyable. Um, it's an Australian movie. You said like five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. I uh, Netflix movie. That's uh, I can't wait to actually check that out since I've never heard of it. Yeah. Mine is something uh, people have heard of. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> it was called Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, <laughs> I guess we'll just skip it. <laughs> <clears throat> Mine is one of the uh, more depressing films I've ever seen in my entire life. It was uh, basically a deep dive into nihilism. Uh, and not really almost optimistic nihilism until... <laughs> which <laughs> An optimist in a nihilistic place. Uh, until uh, probably the halfway point. And then it's a deep dive into nihilism. Very inspired by Taxi Driver. I am talking about Joker. <coughs> Unfortunately, one of the ones I actually missed. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it was yeah. it was uh, fantastic. It's I think it may be. Hold on, let me look at my list real quick. It's the only one on the list that I've seen more than once. I've seen it uh, twice. I oh, also let me talk real quick about my list. Uh, mine are ranked. Uh, so uh, my uh, so I I don't consider this hell. I I think honestly the people that this really resonates with uh, consider it like one of their favorite films ever. And to me, it's not really that high on mine. I, I thought it was fantastic. The acting was better. Like. I, I noticed a lot more upon the second viewing because I wasn't as, you know, I saw it on opening night and it was almost like, a, oh shit, they're going this deep, like this far into like how depression, like depressing this film is, you know? Uh-huh. So yeah. upon the rewatch, which was, I just red boxed it to watch with uh, my wife. And so we, uh, because she'd never, you know, I went without her. <laughs> so, anyway, um, so I wasn't sidetracked by that. And I noticed a lot more. Um, it's a fantastic movie. It's uh, the direction is really, really tight. The acting, you know, Joaquin's acting unparalleled. You, you, you honestly can't go wrong with Joaquin Phillips. Phoenix. Or Phoenix. <laughs> I don't know why I said Phillips. Well, you can't go wrong with Joaquin Phillips either. Underrated actor. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's no, like obviously pretty much everything he's ever been in is he's been amazing in. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of the best Joaquins I ever I can think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it, just a fantastic film. Um, not a kids film, not a kids movie. What? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, a lot of people like watch the comic book movies with their kids, even though they're basically all PG thirteen. But the violence in this... Batman shows up and, and beats him at the end, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, honest to God, like, this was... Uh, it, it doesn't get any recognition. Well, not any. But it does not... I'll put it this way. After opening night, I, I put on Reddit that, like, hey, dude, this is, like, pretty much... This should appeal to horror fans. And I got my ass handed to me. Just like, fuck you. Get off here. This is not horror comic books. It's kitty shit. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, just watch the movie, you know? Like, it is... I'm not going to say that it's horror in the sense of, like, you know, there's no ghost. <laughs> and nothing supernatural. <laughs> but it's, like, it, it's a... It's a, you know how most, not most, but a lot of extreme horror is like a killer, you know, and it's just tales of killers and stuff like that. Yeah. This is basically the closest to like an extreme uh, horror on that event, like on that front that I've seen in a long time. Like it's, it's very much along the lines of like Henry portrait of a serial killer meets taxi driver. So, Mm -hmm. but, but the violence driver was kind of a had kind of horror elements too because it was sort of a thriller yeah it, you know i don't know in if, a way I, yeah i don't know i mean it, it's very it's subversive but it is derivative in that uh, like of those films and stuff like that so anyway i don't know i like yeah, it a i lot. heard i heard some people like the biggest criticism i've heard was it's basically taxi driver yeah like there, there are shots and stuff that are just like oh that's a shot from taxi driver yeah and i'm sure that's why they cast De Niro in it too like, yeah. So anyway, uh, and the people also compare it to the King King of Comedy as well. Um, but I I don't know. I've only watched like twenty minutes of King of Comedy. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it's I don't know. But whatever. Yeah, Joker number five. Go go cool. for it. Yeah, I, I I'm still I I'm wanting to see it. 
really badly because I've I've heard good things and then I've heard like you know I don't know I've heard a lot of good things. About I think it. you'll like it. I think your wife will not. Yeah, well, see, that's one of the reasons why I haven't watched it yet because it was one of the ones she actually wanted to see. Oh, really? Yeah, she. Oh, she loves Walking Phoenix. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, you're you're cutting so, out kind of bad. Well, she loved River Phoenix more, but <laughs> oh, I said she loved River Phoenix more, but that's you know can't do anything about that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, so uh, my my next one on my list is um, kind of a, a surprise. Mm-hmm. I think maybe to the audience and also to myself that it was on my list. Um, but it was, uh, it's a, a little bit of a departure for what usually makes it on here it is a musical. It's okay. a musical. You cut out musical. Yeah, it is a, it is a musical. Mm-hmm. It is a biography. It is directed by Dexter Fletcher. Rocket man is, is on there. That's on my list. Huh. Um, yeah, it was in, in incredibly enjoyable. Um, I think Taron Egerton, when he works in these like sort of comedic roles, he really shines. Mm-hmm. This and Kingsman. Um, and he was not that great in that uh, that what was that that Robin Hood movie? Mm-hmm. But that's that's huh? I, I said uh huh. Oh yeah yeah. So but that's probably saying more about the movie than it was him. But this one, you know, he plays Elton John. Mm-hmm. It is basically uh, the story of Elton John's life, um, or mostly focused on his rise to fame. Um, it is really funny. There's sad parts. Um, the musical aspects of it are handled really well, you know, cause a lot of times like, I don't know, sometimes the, the musical, like the actual music parts are kind of like jarring, mm-hmm. but this one, they were handled really well. Um, they, they kind of, uh, worked well into the narrative, mm-hmm. right. Including a shot for shot remake of Elton John's video for I'm still standing. Yeah. I saw somebody just compared those two. It was really good. Yeah. It was, it was like shot for shot. Um, it, but I don't know. It was, it was really enjoyable. Um, it also, uh, wasn't overly like. Uh, uh, apologetic okay like sometimes biography movies like gloss over like the bad parts mm-hmm. right um like uh my complaint with if anybody's ever talked to me about theory of everything the biopic about uh stephen hawking uh-huh right my complaint about that <laughs> movie is that it makes him seem like the coolest and smartest guy that's ever lived like mm-hmm. he's the literally complaint? like the fawns in that movie. <laughs> it's crazy. I like that. Right? That's where your barometer is. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's the fawns. But he's like slapping jukeboxes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in this one, um, you know, it's it's all his faults are on display too, and uh-huh. I think that was really good. So I don't know, Rocket Man. Nice. If you're into biography comedies. And also Elton John. Go check it out. 
well, cool. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen it. it. It looked great, but you know, I never watched uh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody either. Um, you know that one felt a little fan servicey in parts. That's what I've it heard. Really but I heard it was yeah. good. But yeah, kind of like it was good. There was some weird editing in that movie, though. Yeah. Um, there there's scenes where like there's dialogue of them talking, and it'll cut like thirty times. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, it's bizarre. Mine, man. Your your cat is guest guesting on this podcast. <laughs> he just he just ran in here. Well, that's cool. I have a fire or, or a fire uh, alarm that keeps beeping. So sorry about that. <laughs> it's cats and fire alarms. Um. Okay. So uh, my number four. Wait, that was your number four, right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, my number four is a film directed by Tate Taylor, director of The Help. <laughs> um, it's a... It's kind of like the opposite of The Help. <laughs> not, in, not in like some weird like, racist way or anything like that. <laughs> but... but or I guess he was the maybe he was the producer. I don't know. I, I know he was like involved with the help. And so anyway, uh, you could look it up. Uh, yeah, he <laughs> he definitely directed the help. He directed a lot of uh, a couple of Grace and Frankie things. He yeah, it, it, this is just out of his normal wheelhouse, but it's also starring Octavia Spencer. More mm-hmm. of a thriller and definitely will appeal to the horror crowd. Made me laugh so damn hard. I enjoyed this. Probably one of my favorite theater experiences ever. And just a fantastic, albeit extremely cheesy movie. Ma. (laughs) (laughs) Ma. I knew that was going to make your list. You've talked about that like so many times. Dude, like I would say up until I started compiling the list. Like I was like, is that number one? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a it, like it's straight up cheesy it's real real cheesy but man i had fun i've seen it three you know what i have seen this one uh multiple times i don't know how i didn't notice that i've seen this three times enjoyed the shit out of it um now i think if you take it for face value um and and don't kind of lean into a lot of the darker humor elements like uh it could make the case of oh wow that's just a depressing horrible movie with nothing to uh <laughs> nothing to add to anything uh but i don't know i to me i because i've saw a lot of people in the theater squirming a lot uh, i i've talked about it talked it up so much and showed it to my wife i also went with peach to the theater to see that so i didn't like go with with my wife uh and so anyway like so i talked it up and then when it hit video i rented it and she's like that <laughs> <laughs> she's like that you love that movie like okay <laughs> so and i i get it but uh but yeah i think if you are the right person this movie really really cannot be beat for the most part so anyway <laughs> cannot be beat except for by the other three on your list <laughs> no i mean just like i think out of my whole list uh, i don't know these are all real good movies like in terms of rewatchability but it, it, i would not hesitate to spend maybe, the last half of today watching the, the best movie but it's the most enjoyable 
I don't know. I, this is a really enjoyable list, but yeah, it's very, it's very, I'd throw any of these movies on maybe, maybe not Joker right now since I just watched it. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. All the other movies, like all of them are pretty rewatchable. So anyway, Ma, great film. <laughs> Ma. All right. You're all up. right. So, um, the last few years, you know, there's been, and some might say overabundance of superhero movies, right? Uh-huh. And, and two, huh? I thought I said, uh-huh. Okay. Uh, and 2018 was uh, no exception, right? There was Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel and uh, Endgame and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to put one on my list and it might be a surprise, um, but directed by David F. Sandberg, Shazam. Okay. Yeah. So, so uh, this to me is what a lot of superhero movies are missing, which is not being overly gritty and taking themselves too seriously. Yeah, okay? some levity. Because at the end of the day, huh? And just a bit of levity. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, you know, these are people dressed up in tights, like fighting supervillains and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And so this one is uh, Zachary <clears throat> Levi, Levy, Levi. No. Which one is it? I don't know. I always thought it, it was Levi, but the guy from Chuck, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> um, is uh, the the titular hero Shazam, right? But it's a if if you're unfamiliar with the story, it is not like you know Superman or Batman where they're an adult, right? Shazam says a magic word and it's a little boy turns into a superhero, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing. He's been around since like the forties, um, you know, but the the main character or the main actor does such a good job of portraying like being like an 11 12 year old kid in the body of like basically a god you know uh-huh. uh, it's very enjoyable um they went off the rails because they actually had um one of his uh most i guess iconic if you're into him um super villains is in the movie and he's named Mr. Mind, and he is a caterpillar. And the, the they actually did it. They actually had an evil caterpillar <laughs> in the movie. And and I'm not saying he's giant caterpillar or anything like that. He's caterpillar sized. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like you know, um, it, it's just crazy. They actually went there. Um, sure, there was a little bit of like hokiness. Yeah, I'm, hold right. on, hold on. Uh, you cut out after like hokiness. Kids. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't know. I'm sorry. Sure, there's a bit of a hokiness, but what? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just saying. Sure, there's a little bit of hokiness because it's like largely dealing with a lot of kids, mm-hmm. right? Um, the like most of the main cast are children, but it it was great. I mean, like it was sort of a breath of fresh air in these um like grim and gritty superhero worlds. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I can see that. It's that, very enjoyable. I, I I rented it. I watched 20 minutes and I fell asleep and then just didn't, uh-huh. didn't rewatch it. But what I saw was enjoyable. I, um, and I, everyone I know that watched it said that it was just a fun movie. 
So yeah, yeah, it was it was really fun. Going with that theme, so we've number five of mine was nihilistic. Number four was very dark. <laughs> number three, also a very overly happy fun movie. Um, I'm talking about yours, not my nihilist yeah. and dark. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is directed by a man named Gene Stupnitsky. Uh, Stupnitsky? Um, yeah, and he has only directed uh, episodes of The Office before this. Um, yeah. Um, it is, uh, let's see something real quick. Let me pull up the, the synopsis. It's a, a film about three sixth grade boys who ditch school and embark on an epic journey while carrying accidentally stolen drugs being hunted by teenage girls and trying to make their way in home in time for a long awaited party. This is good boys. Mm-hmm. I laughed so damn hard at this movie. I, I don't know that I've like, I don't think I've laughed that hard at a movie in a long time. Every single thing of the, like every frame of this movie was funny. Their dynamic together was great. Like it was a lot like, and, and I know that, um, I don't think that they wrote it, but I know that uh, what's his face, uh, God, Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were at least producers or something or, uh, on this film. They were involved in some way, and a lot of it is reminiscent of a sixth grade super bad because you know super bad. They wanted to get a bunch of beer for the party, go to the party. This one they wanted to get one beer for a a sixth grade party to prove that they were badass, like one beer that they were gonna take sips of and like literally they were like dude if i take three sips i'm gonna be a legend and like stuff (laughs) like that and like it's pretty like over the top funny um and most of it comes from like it's filthy humor but all of it's very done done uh, almost like on a high wire because they they're very innocent characters uh stuck in situations that are filthy filthy you know Mm -hmm. and so it it's very funny um, I highly recommend. I, I think uh, it made a lot of money, but it kind of just went, came and went. I don't see people talking about it that much, but it did. Like it, it grossed a lot of money. Um, so anyway, yeah, good boys, check it out if you haven't. I laugh my ass off at it. Very, very good. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, like, well, I mean, I haven't seen it, but you were talking about it the other day whenever we were hanging out. Um, yeah. It sounds good. You had me at like, you know, sixth grade super bad or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Middle school super bad. Yeah. You know but, what I like? I don't think we've watched either of us have watched the other films on the list, each other's list. I haven't seen yeah, except for twenty minutes have, of Shazam. Yeah. Which, except for what? Twenty minutes of Shazam, which in all fairness, <laughs> I rented for Gwen because I heard it was like you know, it would be okay for her to watch. Oh yeah, it's kid friendly. Yeah. So anyway, there's a little weirdness because like there's these demons in it, but it's still pretty kid friendly. Yeah, she fine. It's like <laughs> it's like Scooby Doo level demons. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. So, you know, they all turn out to be, um, you know, land developers and masks. <laughs> Did they? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like whoa. <laughs> they were ancient embodiments of the seven deadly sins. Mm. They were not dudes in masks. <laughs> <laughs> and I could have okay. stopped it. All right. Yeah. All right. So, um, all right. My next one on my list uh, is probably 
no surprise. Um, it is uh, Jordan Peele's second feature film, um, Us. 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 Uh, us is right. I, I have a hard time pronouncing that word for some reason. <laughs> yeah, you always like, say on, us. On its own? Yeah. Us. I put a Z in it. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, it's a weird, <laughs> you know, kind of cerebral horror movie about doppelgangers. Um, and I don't even really know how to explain it without giving away, like, all the twists. But... You know, it starts off as a simple home invasion movie um, mm-hmm. at parts, and then it turns out that the people invading the home are them. Yeah, <laughs> right. And is it? You can't really go too much further into it without spoiling the whole thing. Yeah, but um, the Lupita Nyong'o is really good in it, um, and so is Tim Heidecker. <laughs> yeah, he's not in from, it very. From Tim and Eric. He didn't have a very huh? big role. But... No. Oh, but he. Pretty great in it though. And yeah, Elizabeth he Moss did... is in it too. Who? Oh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Moss. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of people really liked it. Uh, I didn't hate it. I didn't. I wasn't thrilled about it. Like, but. I don't. I, I don't think it was as strong as Get Out. Uh huh. But um, I I really liked it. Like yeah. there was something like that that was like really like resonating about it. But I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like I don't have this weird fear of doppelgangers or anything. Um, although, like, have you seen? This is a weird segue. But have you seen um, John Mulaney's uh, John Mulaney and the Sack Lunch Bunch. No, no, I haven't. I I, I keep seeing it in my like on it, Netflix recommending it. It's pretty great, but they keep like interviewing the little kids like throughout. Mm-hmm. Right, it'll go back and forth between like skits and stuff and these interviews, and they've asked the kids like what their greatest fear is, mm-hmm. and like one of them uh, is like doppelgangers, <laughs> and they're like what and he's just like he's like i'm afraid of being replaced by my own doppelganger and he's like where would you even got such an idea and she's like that movie us by jordan peele he's <laughs> like he's like he's like do you think you would be scared of doppelgangers if you never saw that movie and she's like oh no absolutely not <laughs> and, then, and then she's like and he's like do you have any other fears and he's she's like get out by jordan peele <laughs> <laughs> it was so great, <laughs> dude. I went down um, a Key and Peel rabbit hole last night. Like it started with, oh, you remember that one with Kelsey and I were watching it, and then yeah, we just ended up watching I, like probably twenty skits of there. I'm not gonna lie. Every once in a while, I watch the Gremlins two pitch meeting. That was the that's, one that started like, it. I was like, Kels, did that, you... that is like one of my all time favorite things like ever. <laughs> See, she, we were talking about Gremlins, and we've seen Gremlins like a million times. I'm, I like Gremlins two. I don't love it. There, I know there's a lot of people that think it's better than the first and stuff. And I mean, I love Gremlins. I've seen Gremlins two probably four times. I've seen Gremlins like a hundred times. And yeah. so anyway. But we were talking about she's never watched Gremlins 2. And so I was like, you know, Gremlins 2. And she was like, 
No, uh, I was like, yeah, like a million different variants, like of the same thing, but not at all the same. And she's like, no, I was like, there's a vegetable gremlin. And she's like, what? And so then I was like, look, just watch this. And so she was like, yeah, oh, I've seen that, that Key and Pill. She, she thought it was a joke that not, uh, like, I don't think she thought that that was real, even though it says, you know, all those are in the film. And so, anyway, oh, she's like, they're all in there. percent true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that's one of the best. That one, uh, I think my favorite of their, like, favorite skits of theirs ever was the outcast at the, you know, uh, Big Boy oh, and, and Andre 3000 <laughs> <laughs> at the coffee shop. <laughs> that's so good. But I think, honestly, that maybe, and I love SNL, but Key and Peel is probably the strongest skit, uh, you know, sketch show ever. Oh yeah, it was great, and like you can totally see um, the love of horror too in mm-hmm. a few of those skits because they go like dark, real you know? dark, and they'll go like straight up hardcore horror, and then <laughs> still end on like a punchline. Yeah, you or know? sometimes end on the horror, and that's it. <laughs> 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 dude it's so good yeah that, that like the um when they do like the nfl names <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah every every once in a while though i gotta like every so often i'll be like i want to watch that gremlins two pitch meeting <laughs> i think the hat skit where they keep one upping each other on hat skits oh yeah that's good. uh that makes me laugh without even watching like just thinking about it like i find myself laughing just thinking about just the end the last one with the lady sewing the hat on (laughs) yeah anyway all right uh so that was your number two shazam yeah all right Uh, uh, yes oh yeah i'm sorry (laughs) (coughs) excuse me um we were talking about uh yeah my number two um directed by one of my all-time favorite directors um not a film like most of his other movies in the sense of yes it has violence uh yes it it, it has some some over the line quote unquote over the line dialogue but like i don't know like it was definitely his most controlled film in, in the sense of like uh I don't know, like maintaining a narrative that doesn't stray and captures uh, mainstream. I don't know about mainstream appeal, but mainstream taste. It was his most mainstream film, basically. Okay. Um, Because even the ones that were bigger pop culture hits were big pop culture hits because they were kind of countercultural. So I'm talking uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So like mm-hmm. like Pulp Fiction was a huge film because it was you know clashed against what was normal. This one was yeah. much more of almost a normal alternate history retelling of the summer before the man or the summer of the Manson murders in mm-hmm. Hollywood Hills. And I will say that his film uh this one's ultimately pretty much plotless other which is weird but it's really just dropping you in this time in hollywood and just checking it out to be fair 
I, I wouldn't say his other movies are plotless. I don't think they are. But at the all. plots are very simple. Sort Except of. for Pulp Fiction is very confusing. You know, like, but yeah. like, Kill Bill. It's in the title. In <laughs> it's literally in the title. Huh? It's literally yeah, in it's the title. It's literally the title of the movie. <clears throat> um, uh, the Hateful Eight. It's, you know, Kurt Russell's trying to take in uh, his bounty. Yeah, uh, this yeah. one, I mean, literally, it, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just kind of tells you all you need to know about it, the title. Like, it's literally just showing you Hollywood back in, in this day, and it's long. It's a very long film, but yeah. I didn't want for it to end. Like, I wanted, I want a TV show based on this. I love the two characters, uh, Brad Pitt's character... Um, I can't even remember their names, but him and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters were fantastic. Um, the only thing is, they kind of made Sharon Tate like seem. I don't know. She was like dancing in every scene. Like either she danced a lot, or they kind of simplified her character to almost like an archetype. Like, like you know, like they they made her like a stereotype of of you know, this golden Hollywood girl or something, you know? I, yeah. I don't know. But other than that, I, I I loved it. I thought it was just fantastic. Um, Definitely the only film of his that I believe you could kind of recommend to anyone. Like, mm-hmm. you could recommend to people that are typically offended by, you know, the kind of shit he makes. Um, what would you say is his least recommendable movie is? least recommendable probably reservoir dogs only because of the ear cutting scene uh so good there's not i mean it's violent Uh, and there there's you know one character bleeding out the entire film but (laughs) but the ear cutting scene i i think is a line that probably you can't really recommend it to like your grandma this one you can and not to say say, that there's not violence hateful eight yeah, that's problem. Uh, that's up there. Which is because I basically, know a lot of people think Hateful Eight is boring. I love Hateful Eight. I don't. Uh, I've probably oh, watched it the least amount. Uh, that and Jackie yeah. Brown. I've I've seen Jackie Brown like twice, three times maybe. And every time I watch Jackie Brown, I like it more. But I started from a place of like, uh, that's his worst movie, you know. <laughs> and so anyway, um, but yeah, this one. I'm not saying this isn't violent. There is extreme violence in this film. It's just, it's not as violent as his others. And it's also just like a funner movie. If you're into old Hollywood, if you're not like, I could see it being like, why in the shit am I watching this? It has no plot. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, once upon a time in Hollywood. Cool. So, do you want to go through and do some honorable mentions before we do our ones? Sure, just like a couple lines after each. Yeah, I mean, or just like, I don't know, just like, hey, I liked this one. Yeah, okay. Go yeah. for it. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I've got a couple, right? But um, that, you know, these were movies that I enjoyed, but I didn't think they were like the best, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, like, I'm going to say just because, and this is the whole reason why I think Infinity War was on my list last time, but just because of the whole culmination of 10 years of doing things, you know, mm-hmm. in game was uh, a very um, 
satisfying into it for you know what 10 years of marvel movies before you jump onto the next film i'd like to actually say i have talked shit about marvel films only because they're always out like it's just and and we see a lot of other studios not making movies you know basically all the money's going into this uh, into these movies and from that level it frustrates me that said recently i rewatched all the Marvel movies, you know, after Disney Plus came out, you know, they took they took Infinity War, <laughs> they took Infinity War off, like until mid June, which is weird. But Endgame's yeah. still on there. But anyway, but I rewatched them before that fell off. Um, rewatched them all, uh, or watched the ones I missed, and and uh, rewatched basically the ones I had seen, and and uh it it was satisfying i get it like if i if i throw aside my my feelings for all the other things uh like fantastic ending to that series like i don't think i i think you can't even estimate the level of complexity that it would have taken from a writing standpoint to tell that entire story uh fantastic that's what i'm saying it's like 10 years of movies in fact it's like 30 years it's like 30 movies i (laughs) i it almost made my list like yeah yeah so yeah i mean it's 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 a like a monumental undertaking yeah it's fantastic you know and plus the russo brothers did it and you gotta love them from Arrested Development. <laughs> okay, I guess. Well, and also there was Arrested I mean, Development references and stuff in uh, in game and in Infinity War. I guess I didn't catch them. I love Arrested Development, though. You know, I didn't watch the last season, though. I I really. Mm-mm. I watched huh. one episode of it. I, since they've gone to Netflix, I, I've felt a decline in quality. Well, the first season was bad. No, like the it was fourth, weird. Fourth season It was weird. I didn't season, like it. The, the next one the, was good. Yeah. And then the next one I didn't watch. I, I need to watch those. Um because that made my car that and Peach are my car favorite movie. Civil War. Oh uh oh yeah, yeah. Okay. That was it's, a, in the, it's in the um the airport airport scene. I never thought like I didn't you know, yeah. it's just like, oh, that's a normal thing at an airport. Yeah. The huh. car. Um and does a, a lot blue, of does it say Bluth on it? Like Bluth Company? Huh? Does it say Bluth Company? It's painted like it. I don't oh. think you can see it far. Like, it's too far away to, like, read it. Yeah. But it's the color scheme. Huh. Cool. And there's also been, like, because they did a lot of community, too. Mm-hmm. And so there's also been a lot of community actors in the movies <laughs> they did, too. Yeah. But anyway. They, okay. they painted Chevy Chase and put him in the background. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the Iron Man suit. Um. <laughs> So I already mentioned this one earlier, Zombieland Double Tap. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the original Zombieland. I think it's like a great, um, you know, horror comedy if you even want to call it horror. Um, this one, it was almost as good. Still very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, do, or, do you want me to like rattle off mine, off yours, or do you? Want yeah, to you can rattle off all yours. That's cool. Okay, um, Detective Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. If you if you're into if you're in, if you're into Pokemon and you're into um, if you like kids movies, right? And it's kind of like in parts almost a hard boiled detective story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but it's got Ryan Reynolds. Um, it so it's based on a video game, not 
not just Pokemon. I mean, there's actually a Detective Pikachu video game, mm-hmm. right? And the Japanese version, his voice is like an old grizzled detective, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's it was really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan of Pokemon, there's a lot of like little in jokes and stuff. But I don't think you need to be a super fan to get it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, let's see. I actually liked Godzilla King of Monsters. I don't Still care what seen it. says. <laughs> but uh, hey, there's yeah. not enough. <laughs> there's not enough people plot. There's too much destruction. Ooh, there's, there's too many humans in it. It's like, dude, Godzilla was in the first one for like five minutes. Yeah, you know, it's like the God, that's how Godzilla movies have been since the very beginning. It's all been about the dangers of climate change since the 50s. Well, at that <laughs> point, it was it was nuclear war. But yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. But it's been it's been about how man destroys the planet, you know, in one way or another since the 50s. No, nah, man, that's no, nah, man. That's the SJ dubs coming in and ruining it. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dead don't die. That I like that, too. Oh, was it good? Yeah, it was. It was ludicrous because, like, they play it so straight. Mm-hmm. They're like, um, especially, uh, um, God, what's his name? Bill Murray. Ren. Oh, uh, Adam, Adam Driver. Driver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill Murray. Like, because the first zombie attack happens and, you know, they're like two small town like sheriffs and they're and they're like, you know what this means? And Adam Driver's like, yep, zombies. <laughs> and that's it like like they just play it like so straight like it's a normal thing that happens all the time mm-hmm. is zombie attacks um kind of a slow burn not for everybody but i still thought it was great yeah i wanted uh, to see it i i just heard a, a lot of people didn't like it but and so yeah. i was like because eh. jarmusch uh, is a weird director anyway and i figured it, it also right. like the last part the last bit of it gets really weird not like, really really weird okay and i got two more um Mm -hmm. if shazam hadn't happened this one would be my superhero pick um because i'm a sucker for it glass glass oh i didn't see that either yeah i love split (laughs) um again talk about the culmination of you know 20 years of filmmaking coming together (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) uh but you know m night Shyamalan superhero take um, again, kind of a slow burn was like 2009, like or 19, like the year of the slow burn. I guess there's two on my list that are definitely slow burns. Um, and then ag- again, uh, um, why do I just keep blanking on actors names? Um, James McAvoy mm. again, great job. Um, at portraying multiple personality things. Uh, Samuel Jackson was even kind of creepy in it. Um, Bruce Willis was a great hero. Like it was, it was a good movie. Not um, his character, just Bruce Willis is a great hero. <laughs> now, this. Hold, hold on, you're cutting out. Do what? About okay. So this one I am very conflicted about. Uh-huh. Uh, this is my last one, and then you know you can say your piece. Uh, it it's disappointing. Okay. But also, I feel like I'm one of those, um, it makes me feel like one of those uh, egotistical people who are like, oh, 
I read the book and the book is better. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure this one's on my list, too. But yeah. Uh, it Chapter 2. Yeah. Okay. It Chapter 1 was a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Like, it was easy. Like, I, I could maybe put it in, like, a top X number of all time movies for me. Really? I liked yeah. it a lot. It, but I loved it so much. This one, they've taken like so many liberties. Yeah. Right? Which which I understand because even though it's like two and a half hours long or something like that, it's almost three hours long. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's only so much from that huge ass book you can put into it. Yeah. Right? And sure. so they took liberties with like the ritual of Chud and like you know, all the sweat lodge stuff. And like, I don't know. It was just so different, you know. I think it was they, but I also think that they took liberties in the first one too. It's they just, did. but I don't know. Like to all me, the balloons were red. They're supposed to be multicolored. <laughs> to me, it seemed like this one. A lot of it was more accurate than the first one to the book. But they did take a lot of liberties that they shouldn't have. Yeah, and, and so it's like, and, and I feel like, and this is where I'm conflicted, if I wouldn't have just read it. I know, I know. We screwed up would, by doing that. This would be this would be on my list, probably number one. Yeah. Okay. And since I did just read it, it's not. See, and I think that and if we so had just read it. I still love it. I think if we had just read it before we saw chapter one, we probably would have been let down too, though. I know. See, that's what I'm saying. So, I don't. We're yeah. we're we're screwing ourselves over here, Craig. I know. Let's never read again. <laughs> never read again. <laughs> All right. But yeah, you, that's my list. Okay, mine also had uh, my honorable mentions. Also had it chapter two. Also, scary it's stories so to good, tell though. in the dark. Uh, uh-huh. I I enjoyed. It was uh, it was darker than it should have been for a kid's film, but also that's what I keep hearing. Yeah, yeah, there's some real jacked up shit in it, but um, not not overly gory or anything, but way grosser and and had some like odd like there was like some pretty heavy uh, the bad guys were pretty heavily racist and and things that you typically don't see in kids' films. Um, it was it was good, not not fantastic, but worth an honorable mention. Uh, Booksmart enjoyed it. Um, uh, did you see that? Uh, I did not. I think it was Olivia Wilde's directorial debut. Um, mm-hmm. A fan, fantastic movie about uh, just it's one of those you know hey it's our last night in high school we wasted our lives by being nerds let's party type movie you know yeah but it it really flipped the script on its head. Um, and did it in a, a new and pretty refreshing way. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, great movie. Um, yeah, I heard good things about that too. I actually, that's on my list of things that I missed. It recently hit Prime, I think. So you can watch it, or Hulu. One. Yeah, the- I know. It's just also just time. Man, oh, gotcha. and plus, like I was binging the Mandalorian. Do what? Yeah, you I was did binging what? the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. So. Um, yeah. I lost some time there. Yeah, I got you. I basically, I, the reason I barely have time, you know, I got two two little kids and they we can't watch a lot of my movies with them. So I got to yeah. wait till 830 and then I'm like, ah, it's almost bedtime by the time I watch anything. Anyway, 
So, uh, next one hit me out of nowhere. Never heard anything about this movie. I put it on because it's part of the into the dark Hulu series. Uh, but a, a nasty piece of work. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. That's the name of it. A nasty piece of work. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's a film a lot like cheap thrills where it's rich people pitting poor people or, you know, against each other. Uh, yeah, bum fights. Kind of, but they're like executive. <laughs> they're mid level, uh, mid level workers that are trying to be executives, and so this is like them proving themselves to the uh, CEO. Um, really, really <laughs> so dark. Had a cheesy ending. It would have made this list except for the ending. Uh, the ending kind of <laughs> sucked, but overall enjoyed it, and it's on Hulu. Check it out. Child's Play. Child's Play remake was great. And the only reason that people that it got some hate was because they were comparing it to the original. This is not yeah. at all. Other than the fact that they're both Chucky and they're dolls. This is nothing like the original. And yeah. uh, this is a good way to do remakes. I mean, like, why tell the exact same story? Take the elements, throw them in a blender, and come up with something fresh. This was a fresh take on it. It was it was done very well, um, you know, and it incorporated like, you know, AI learning into it, uh, it almost like sci-fi elements. Cause he starts real sweet and there's no serial killer. There's no child, Charles Lee Ray. He's just a buddy doll where in yeah. the original, he was a good guy doll. This is a buddy doll. And he's, he, um, basically learned to be protective of this kid cause he loved him and anything that got in the way of, the you know the kid's attention he railed against liked it a lot yeah and then the last two kind of are hand in hand um uh both fantastic films but just didn't uh well one of them didn't tick the boxes that i was hoping for uh midsummer just a weird weird film uh it did not really do i, I like i missed that one too i liked hereditary a lot yeah. um hereditary was great I didn't absolutely love it, but I thought it was fantastic. Like just a, a really, really solid film. This one was less solid, but also less of a horror film. It was like folk horror, you know, kind of like the witch, but not as there's no really supernatural elements to it, which is weird. Cause I think, it, I, know I, I think I know what you're going for. What? Oh, from my, the next one. Okay. And so anyway, I liked it a lot. The next film I think is a perfect film, like in the sense of five out of five, if we're giving it a rating, but it also didn't go into my, it didn't, it wasn't as enjoyable as the other ones, even though it may have been better on, especially than like Ma. I, I loved Ma, but it's not a perfect film. This one's a perfect film. Uh, and uh, because uh, there's no elements that I can think of, that that they you know came up short the cinematography was great i think it's actually nominated for an academy award um and uh, the acting definitely the the acting was fantastic it's two people stuck in a bottle episode as brian likes to say <laughs> a lot uh it's the lighthouse mm -hmm. fantastic yeah. film it's, it's nominated for a cinematography award oh really academy awards yeah, uh, it is just strange and wonderful. The The performances were fantastic. Um, I feel that the plot actually won't be for everyone, you know, because it's basically just two men getting drunk yeah. and going mad in a lighthouse. And there's there's also like vengeful yeah. seagulls. <laughs> like, 
yeah. erotic mermaids. Uh, and, but the takeaways, uh, the performances, uh, given it perfect rating because of the originality and there's not a single thing that I'd change. But I'm going to need to see it multiple times to really capture my thoughts on this strange little movie. Um, so anyway, yeah. that's more of a concise uh, uh, thing than I normally give. Yeah, that, that almost seemed like you wrote it. I did write it. I'm reading I know, I can this. see you reading it off of uh, the little script you made. Uh, yeah, but I did not. <laughs> I hadn't done it with any of the other ones, which is going to make the number one a letdown. Uh, so, I, Awesome. So, huh? I didn't say anything. As you say, if I could, if I could use this to segue into my number one, mm-hmm. um, my number one is a very similar movie uh, to something that was on your list. It's the Lighthouse. Oh yeah, from Robert Eggers. Oh, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> yeah, I thought no, you didn't no, no. see. It. Um, I, I honestly think you 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 captured a lot of it. It is like there's just something about it that was just captivating. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know if it was, you know, I mean, I I think it was honestly a combination of everything. It was, you know, the cinematography, even the freaking lighting was great, (laughs) you know, uh, and and like, you know, killer seagulls. How can you not be or, you know, random seagulls, you know, be that. But like Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson are just like crazy good in it. Yeah. Like crazy good. Um, you're never really quite sure even what's actually really happening. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it is <clears throat> maybe not a horror to everyone. Although I do see, you know, some horror elements in it. It is loosely based off of a Edgar Allan Poe story. Mm-hmm. Um, the last story he ever wrote before he died, he didn't finish it uh, called the lighthouse. And it's essentially the same thing. Um, two guys going crazy in a lighthouse, mm-hmm. right? Um, but, you know, it's. I've heard the first drafts were basically, like, shot for shot, mm-hmm. like, from the, the Poe story. And then it just evolved into something it's on its own. Mm-hmm. You know, it's um, it still has that sort of gothic feel to it, right? Um, like, almost like a gothic poetry feel several times where Willem Dafoe recites poetry in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's got that. It's also got this slight tinge of Lovecraftian in it, just in some of the, in the, in some of the madness aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, and this is a big spoiler. Okay. So fast forward like 30 seconds or a minute. If you don't want to hear this, I was not expecting, here's the, here's the spoiler. Um, straight on mermaid vagina (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay okay end of spoiler um that really took me by surprise yeah um i i could see that huh i said i could see being taken surprised by that yeah it was it was very surprising You know, I only was expecting it because somebody had commented it like didn't expect spoiled it for you. Yes. But no, I mean like I don't know. It it's crazy good. Like, you know, it it was it was fantastic. Um and like there wasn't much of a score. It was more like just sound effects for Mm -hmm. the most part. But the way they were used um, a, a couple of key points 
where it's like, you know, every once in a while you hear this sort of foghorn sound, which is expected because mm-hmm. they're in a lighthouse, right? But it was that like coupled with a couple times where they were like screaming, mm-hmm. right? And like the way it was like mixed and the way it was like, I don't know, it was just per- it was just perfect. Yeah, like, I don't even know how to explain it without you seeing it. So you give it a five out of five too? You know, I might. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I which might be the only, like the second movie or third movie maybe that's ever gotten a five out of five from you. I've given more than that. Yeah, on the show, like uh, Ghost Watch, I, I Mad Max, it, yeah, <laughs> and probably this. What was the one? Oh, I gave one to Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> Bone Tomahawk was great. It just <laughs> was I'm very it? stingy. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. And you got anything else to say about it? Uh, go watch it okay <laughs> oh also like i i don't i don't know like it was too wet like i couldn't live in a house that was like that <laughs> it's like it was like dripping and the paint was coming off because it was too wet Ugh. <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well no i, I there, there's something like i can clarify that because i think it makes actually sense narratively but I don't want to do it on there because, like, um, uh, it's spoilery. Yeah. So I'll tell you later. Okay. <laughs> well, I'll hold you to it. <laughs> uh, I uh, The next film of mine was something that I wanted to see, didn't have high expectations for. Uh, had heard everyone that saw it that I knew, uh, you know, said that it was a good movie. Uh, kind of horror, or well, definitely horror, but also equal parts comedy, kind of a mystery movie. Uh, the synopsis of it is a bride's wedding night takes, takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. And the yeah. game is hide and seek. This. this is ready or not. Fantastic yeah. movie. I don't want to talk about anything that could be construed as a spoiler because I think that the trailer has told enough that hey the night of the wedding they're going to be playing uh hide and seek doesn't tell you why you don't need to know why just go in watching the movie uh with fresh eyes and and try to avoid spoilers because where this goes i did not expect i laughed really hard when it went there um and yeah it's it's weird it's one of the weirder films uh not not lighthouse weird where it has this like what even happened element to it or anything no it's very straightforward but but the end takes a turn from uh you know a horror into more of a bizarro territory and uh there's some odd stuff in it but i really really enjoyed it i think you should check it out if you have not uh oh, yeah really, I, that's really actually good. on my list too that and satanic panic yeah, me too. Both on my list. The yeah. other day, uh, I actually almost bought that at Walmart uh, because they had it erroneously marked down to three seventy four. But I wow. decided not to because I wasn't sure if they cut elements. I know that they retitled it though for Walmart just as Panic. They call it Panic, but it has a big pentagram. Um. Yep. <laughs> but but the pentagram's right side up. You know what? Also, <laughs> that I noticed. So Walmart, you know, what? they only sell edited. Uh, CDs, right? Well, if the CD originally has the printed label. Yeah, but like Damn by Kendrick Lamar is not edited at Walmart. At least the vinyl isn't. 
It's hmm. got the big parental advisory and it says explicit like on the tag. I, I don't know Weird. why, but it's the only thing I started looking at other vinyl like and I couldn't uh, I couldn't find. Well, I think that I saw one that said clean, but I didn't know that they even made clean vinyl. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, it, I know it always gets dusty. Am I right? Ah. Ah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, we will. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll start doing this at a more regular basis. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. Unless yeah, you got anything. back, right? I think we're back. Yeah, we're back. Two yeah. weeks. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, movie in a book. <laughs> Maybe we'll do Santa- Satanic Panic or something. You want to? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. Well, then that's we what we'll probably watch. will forget. Nah, we got it. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> All wait, right. wait. In two weeks. <laughs> yeah. The podcast you just heard is part of the B and E Network. Brought to you by bmoviesandebooks.com. Yeah.